Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. John 3.30 podcast. He must increase, I must decrease, is the message John 3.30 invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the Mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the Rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the John 330 Podcast. This is your host, Jason Nunez. And uh, before we get going with today's episode here, I want to go ahead and begin this episode the way I begin all of them, and that is in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if I might also add, Jesus, 
grant me the grace to not choke. <laughs> too late <laughs> too late for that one right <laughs> you know what you know what I, I, I do that for, you can ask my wife for some reason I'll, I'll be fine and I'll drink water and then I started and the minute I drink water I'm like <clears throat> underwater drowning I don't know why but that always that's happens that's exactly to me. what happened to me I took a drink like well, yeah. you can't I clear my throat I'm right, like, ah, right. That, that happens to me every time it never fails so I know, know that know that I'm with you in that one <laughs> and with that we're going to welcome the guest for this episode here uh, we have with us today Mr. Raul Bernal how are you sir? I am doing good Jason how about yourself? I'm doing I'm doing good thank you thank you very much first of all thanks for taking time out of your evening and joining me on this week's episode I greatly greatly appreciate it thank you Yes. If you can do me a favor and share with me and our listeners a little bit about yourself, please. Yes. Um, just about to turn 54 years old. Uh-huh. Um, grew up predominantly Catholic family. Um, understood everything I could about it uh, due to my my uh, my grandmother's upbringing, my mother's upbringing. Um, got to be at a, an altar boy at a young age and uh-huh. served for a long time. Um, I always stayed connected with the church one way or another, but recently through Acts, um, I got really motivated. Um, I saw something in myself, something I hadn't been able to do before, uh, where I could use some of the skill sets that I'd acquired throughout my career, my life, uh, to really help others. I saw it. I felt it. I understood it. And, uh, I felt like it was a calling and that's... That's what puts me here today. You know, just just uh, living my my uh, my acts retreat, and then getting to serve recently, and uh, here we go again, uh, <laughs> back in, again in November. Getting the band back together, getting right? the band back together. You know, <laughs> we got the band back together. So um, it's a nice thing. It's uh, it, it's just something that's it motivates me daily now. You know, there are, I, I heard a passage one time when I didn't even know where it came from. Other than I knew it had to do with, you know, the way you, you carry yourself and you live. Where it's real simple. And I wake up to this, and I take my first steps, knowing and to- totally understanding that, you know, there's certain things that, that you can't control, certain things you can't. So I live by this passage where it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And um, I walk into every meeting, I walk into every opportunity that I do with my uh, career, with my, uh, with my family, with the same mentality. Just grant me the ability to know what I'm doing and to help. Amen to that. You know? Indeed. So that's a little background of myself. And I'm married, been married uh, 34 years this Sunday. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, father of three children. Uh, you know, <clears throat> successful in their own right. They're they're doing what they want to do. They've ch- achieved their careers. They're practicing in them. Um, my youngest is still getting towards it, but she under totally totally understands what she needs to get done. And I'm blessed that I was able to provide them the opportunity to be a part of their opportunity. So I'm excited about their future, and I'm definitely excited about the abilities that that have been granted and the opportunities that have been granted through my, you know. Through my belief, through you know, just in everything that you do, and uh, um, a vice president, I'm the vice president of the St. Vincent de Paul uh, 
conference at, at the at San Antonio de Pala here in El Paso, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, it, it was the perfect calling for me. I, I just lived my retreat, and my one of my best friends literally pulled me into it because he had the same feeling, he had the same calling, and we shared a lot of opportunities together through our kids playing together. I was actually his daughter's coach for softball and basketball for that matter and uh, we struck up a friendship and uh, we never looked back and it was a great opportunity for me and him to be spending time together other than just going out of town for, for tournaments and uh, or hitting the local watering hole like we used to all the time <laughs> uh, it was a better opportunity for us to, uh, to do something with ourselves and to be able to give back time well spent time well spent exactly Indeed. excellent so <clears throat> You're a husband, you're a father, you're a father of three. How do you, Raul, how do you keep your fire burning for a Catholic faith from the perspective of a husband, a father, a person in ministry, a a person who really, you know, I always use this this example because for me it makes perfect sense. You know, you have multiple plates spinning, you know, you know, you, you have your marriage, you have your children, and then you have your family. Right. And then you have your career, and then you have your ministry, you know. So you're keeping all these plates spinning. So what what is it that keeps you focusing on all three instead of saying, you know what, I'm not going to spend my same Vincent upon ministry as much, and I'm just going to focus on on this this one aspect of my life. How do you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith? God, family, everything else. And that if, puts it in perspective. If, if you put it in perspective, right. Everything will fall into place. If you give yourself the opportunity to let things fall in place, they will. Um, if you challenge yourself with it, 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 it will happen. Um, it may not always be exactly what you want, but it will definitely be a response, and you have to be prepared for the for the response. So the way I keep it burning is uh, I, I actually do try to do more than one thing on a regular basis. Sure. Um, I like the challenge of... You know, what they say, walking and chewing gum, you know, uh, without tripping and falling. Right. Um, but I, I, I really enjoy the moment when I can do multiple things and have a positive impact on, on, on both of them. Uh, whether it be, you know, running, you know, towards a problem we have at work, uh, dealing with a, with a uh, situation that is difficult for others to handle uh, at the same time making sure everything is okay at home and then being able to juggle the the, the business that me and my wife uh, own and operate. So it's, um, you know, at one time I was doing those plus I was a, I was a, uh, a volunteer coach for 25 years. So I got to juggle that easily. It, mm-hmm. it got easy for me the more I did it. And I've actually slowed it down. Now I feel <laughs> like I've slowed down. So I looked for something to do and and God told me where to go. He told yeah, yeah. me, you know, you're going to be part of a ministry and you're going to be busy sometimes on your evenings and sometimes on the weekends. And you got to be able to get in front of people and ask for, for, you know, charitable contributions and, you know, and don't feel bad when they walk by you and they don't put anything in the bucket. You just got to realize that some people can, some people will, and some people won't. Sure, sure. Uh, one of the first statements um, you made shortly after you said, you know, God, family, everything else there is you said that you need to challenge yourself. I really like you putting it in that kind of a perspective because it's all too often that we we get complacent with our life and we kind of stay in our comfort zones. Mm -hmm. 
And when you challenge yourself, that means, you know, you're probably pushing yourself out of that comfort zone. Every day. Every day. We're not learning something new every day. Um, you're dying. It's a, it's a saying in business. It's a saying sure. in sales. It's a saying in... It's just... It's just I, I'm a firm believer in what did I learn today? I, I actually go home thinking, what did I learn today? And if I didn't learn something that day, I'll grab a book. I'll ask myself a question. I'll watch Jeopardy. I'll do something to learn something that day. <laughs> it's just important for me to gain knowledge daily. Okay, gain an opportunity to understand why certain things happen and why did that person do that? Or how should he have reacted? What would I have done differently? Um, you know, I carry my keys with the, what would Jesus do, cross on it. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you got to ask yourself something before you react. Mm-hmm. You have to have an answer before the question and, and walk into every situation prepared. At least prepare to make a decision or be a part of a decision uh, or just to help. And a lot of times you're just there to help. Right. You know, there's there's sometimes the decisions aren't, aren't in your hands and that, that goes back to my understanding, you know, of what, where God places you, you know, just give me the wisdom, please, at the end of the day, to understand what I can be in control of, what I can be in control of, and to understand where. Because at that point, you know, you leave it in God's hands, and, and you know, it, He's going to determine it anyway. You just might as well be prepared for it. Indeed. So, think back to your Acts experience, you know, without divulging anything specific, you know, we want to be mindful Oh, the river roll. Mm-hmm. What did you take away from your Acts experience that kind of that kind of led you to going into St. Vincent de Paul? The service aspect. Understanding that there were ministries that weren't they weren't fulfilling their capabilities, number one. And uh, I came out of Acts understanding the service part of it, serving a community and at the same time, I felt I had enough of the adoration, and I felt that already. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not strong in the theology part of it. Um, I knew enough. I knew enough prayers. I knew. I knew how to conduct myself in mass. I mean, I knew how to be participate in mass. Sure. Um, but I hadn't gotten the community part down, other than the volunteering that I'd done before. That was my community. But then I recognized that, you know, it's not always, you know, the, the volunteer effort you put forth with, uh, with, you know, what you like doing. Sometimes it's what you don't like doing that challenges you to go do it. Okay? Again, I, challenging honestly, yourself. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you know, you, you see some of these things um, that happen, and, and a lot of people walk away from it. And, you know, I'm a person I walk to it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the difference between, you know, when you really believe you can make a difference and when you want to make a difference and, and you go do it. Excellent. So for, for, for the listeners that may be curious as, you know, maybe they've heard of St. Vincent de Paul, mm-hmm. they've seen it in the bulletin, or maybe, you know, they may be aware of St. Vincent de Paul, the actual saint. Mm-hmm. But as far as the actual ministry that you're a part of, can you give us a little background, you know, what the, in what role they serve and kind of what the overall purpose is. Absolutely. Um, and and even being in a, in a ministry like St. Vincent de Paul, um, the ministry 
number one, it was founded by nothing but charitable events. Mm-hmm. So understanding that not everything done, even in our own Catholic community, is done for charity. A lot of it is, is done, you know, for, uh, it may not be financial gain, but it's part of the sustainability. Well, there's sustainability at a different level where it is all charitable. And um, St. Vincent de Paul is the only ministry in the Catholic, uh, in, in, in the diocese and in, in, in the Catholic practice that is self-supported. It's the only thing that doesn't take money from our diocese. It doesn't, doesn't require a second or, or a first collection. You know, it mm. has to be fully requested. It has to be fully uh, charitable. Um, it works for charity, so therefore it has to be charitable. Uh, we can't ask for the support of the church because the church is already dealing with their own financial situation. The diocese sure. puts enough pressure on every church to be a certain way, do a certain thing, and and that's it. You know, you, you, it has to oblige by that. But uh, I like the fact that the St. Vincent Ministry isn't really governed. It's It allows you the freedom to go help where you need to help. There's some guidelines, you got to follow them. Um, but at the same token, you have to be able to find a need, and it, they're obvious. They're you know the the more you do it, the more obvious they become. You know you can drive right by a problem and not realize it if you don't have your eyes open and you're yeah. looking at both sides of the road. Right, right. Um, you know, and you know a way of uh, thinking is know your surroundings, understand what can and cannot happen if you're not paying attention. And uh, it makes you for a more conscious and more aware person. So with that kind of mentality, it's very easy to spot situations that need help. So it made it easy for me to look. And obviously the St. Vincent Ministry has a hotline dedicated per church where people can call in and ask for assistance. You know, and it, this, it is the assisting part of the diocese, of the, of the Catholic uh, Church that allows the community to help themselves. So as long as we can bring in some money on a monthly basis, we have the capacity to go and do home visits where mm-hmm. we actually, a person calls us, there's a, there's a, it's not a qualification, it's just the, the status of a person. You, 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 you go get, gather this data, and it's like any other application, you know, when you're asking for credit, this is asking for help. Sure. So you fill in the blanks, and obviously they're not calling you for any other reason other than I need help. Right. Okay. Right. So if it means keeping the lights on, uh, keeping the gas running in winter, keeping the water running, uh, or keeping a roof over their heads, you know, it, it gets to that point, you know. And, some, and, and the things come natural after that because <clears throat> you start getting all this information from other people as to what's the best uh, course of action to keep somebody from not getting their their, their uh, utilities cut off uh, or to keep a foreclosure from happening mm-hmm. is a proper method. And believe me, in the last uh, three years that I've been heavily involved, four years now, I, it is really overwhelming how hard it is for somebody to reach out and ask. Yeah, I, I think there's... There's a, you know, this is going to be obvious, but there's a, there's a pride aspect involved oh, where you, people, people kind of, you know, they may even consider that being a last straw. You know, they're, yes. they're going to go and they're, they're going to, 
they're gonna pawn belongings, they're gonna sell plasma, they're gonna do whatever they can before they say before they, before they reach out and say, you know what, I need help. I need help. And uh, there's obviously there's there's all kinds of financial hotlines you can reach out to, but those require a lot of your pride to be taken into account. Right, right. Where if you believe that you need help, mm-hmm. and there's people out there to help you, you call us. We're not there to judge you. We're just there to help you. To help you. Okay. Whereas you ask, you go to your local utility and you tell them, I can't pay my bill today. Okay. Right. By the first of the month, it's going to be cut it's off. Gone. That's all yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. You know, but if you approach them in a mindset where, you know, there's a hardship and you're getting assistance and you're getting this and you're getting that, you know, they, they tend to listen a little bit better, you know, and believe some of the, some of the key people in St. Vincent de Paul are part of the local utilities because they hear it from that side. Oh, yeah. There you go. So I've got some people that, that worked for our electric company, worked mm-hmm. for the gas company that tell us, I understand. Right. And, and I'm trying to do my part within the business. Right. You know, to see what we can do to simplify the the hardship procedure so that people don't get cut off and then have to be reinstated. And then we got to waive a fee. Right. And then we got to do this. And then we got to, you know, we're trying to streamline it to the point where if we get a call from you guys and you're telling me checks in the mail, we believe you. Right. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to cut them off. Right. So it, it does help. It, it's a very helpful situation. Of course, uh, we've done some home repairs. Uh, some people that can't keep their yards up. We've gotten volunteers wow. out there and taking care of things like that. You know, uh, I've personally turned on probably, well, when I was capable, this has been a rough <laughs> year for me, but I could get up and down a ladder easily. Um, you know, I've turned on several ACs. I've changed water pumps. I've, you know, taken down ACs that were, shouldn't be on a roof anymore. They're going to fall off with the next wind. They're so rusted, you know, and we found a good used one somewhere, you know, and, uh, You'd be surprised how many people are charitable if you just approach them with the right mentality and, and 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 you touch them just right. You know, you talk to them about it, and you know, I believe in the touch factor. You know, I shake hands, I put hands on the shoulders, and I think hmm. when you talk to somebody, you re- they really resonate with you. You know, well, you you have a very gentle demeanor and you have a very gentle delivery but if you walk up to me and shook my hand and put your hand on my shoulder and ask me for help mm-hmm. it'd probably be one of those like okay yes sir whatever you need <laughs> whatever you need yes sir <laughs> kind, of, um, kind of like when I met Joe yeah you know, right I said I'm a wow yeah you know, he's axe <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah, so. so um you mentioned you know so the, the Vincent the same thing that Paul is more than just reaching out for financial assistance it's mm-hmm. I just I need someone to come cut my grass because I, I can't I physically I, I can't do physically it physically do it right the weeds are overrunning the house right I, I got a so notice from the city on my door I gotta clean it right. out right you know everything from just putting a, going over there putting a tarp on a, on a vehicle that hasn't been moved mm. just to get the city off of them sure little things like that you know you know I mean Arbor Freight uh, tarps I've picked up and just <laughs> gone and strapped down to a an old truck because it's been sitting there too long uh, or we'll take four of us and go over there and just push it from one side of the driveway to the other just yeah. so it looked like it moved right right you know there's little <laughs> things like that you got to do just to help people out wow you know? so there's there's a certain level of creativity involved when trying Absolutely. to trying to get some kind of assistance for someone mm-hmm. um can you share with it? Can you share with us a time where you've had to tap into that creativity? You know, it may not divulge names or situation or you know names or anything, but kind of how you had to get a little creative to kind of 
find means to an end for someone? Well, um, I, I mean, I've gone as far as just just flat out taking care of the bill because financially, um, you know, I've been blessed, and, and it's I'm not a wealthy man in any way, shape, or form. But if I have it left over at the end of the month, and I can do, and I can use it, I'll use it. Sure. Um, that's one, and then I tap into a lot of resources. You know, friends of mine that you know are, are contractors, friends of mine that do heating and cooling. Uh, you know, and then we actually use uh, the opportunity to work with some of the youth. Uh, that's how we're able to get some of the yards done every so often. You know, mm-hmm. they, they need the they need the community service hours. Right. Well, this is a perfect right. opportunity. This perfect is a perfect. The, this is a perfect ministry for you if you need community service. You know, as a matter of fact, we're we're making a plan to reach out to this. Prior to doing the St. Vincent, I actually created something that I ran by the diocese, and they liked it. Uh, it just never took off because it took some technical background, and I wasn't going to be the technical background on it. I'm, I'm fortunate I can turn on my phone and use it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I created something called the, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, it's a Catholic Owners Business Association. Mm, okay. I actually started a website at one time. Uh, my brother helped me put that together. And uh, I reached out to Catholic owners. Uh, people that I knew were, were you know, Axe brothers, accessors that I didn't even know what Axe was at the time. Mm. I just knew that I was in our in our small business being located where it's located in El Paso. We had a lot of people walking in there just asking for help, a dollar, two dollars. You know, we had a register location set aside Stacks of ones, just to be able to hand that out, not accounted as part of the business. You know, just something you can take a dollar out and hand it to someone, because it was a daily thing. And I said, "There's got to be a better way of helping people." You know, so I started getting, you know, the same. If the same person walked in more than more than two to three times a week, I'd ask them their situation, and then I'd try to help them improve their situation. It goes back to the, you know, if you feed a, a man once. He's been fed, but right. if you teach him how to fish, right. he's going to feed himself forever. Right. And uh, at, you know, that's that's a that's a mindset that was put in me by my brothers. Uh, my dad unfortunately passed away when I was at a very young age, so it was that that was instilled in me by my mom because she had a very strong work ethic, and my brothers, you know, never sit still. You know, that was the mentality we had. You know, if we weren't doing kids uh, youth sports. We were out racing a car. We were out working on somebody else's house. We were helping uncles and aunts, uh, you know, redo their bathrooms, fix leaky things here. So I learned at a very early age, you know, how to do home maintenance better than most people know now in my age. <laughs> and so, that's, that's honestly kind of a dying art, actually. It is. There's not a lot of people. Like, say, I'll give you an example. My father... My mm-hmm. father can change the oil in a car. Mm-hmm. He can turn on an air conditioner. He can fix a leaky pipe. He can, he can do yard work. You know, pretty much. Everything. There's no need for a handyman to to call someone else because he can probably do it. And that's that's something that is not around a lot anymore. Yeah. And I've actually gotten to the point where, you know, I've contracted some work done in my house. And I'm right behind the contractor going, no, that's not the way to do right. that. You know, I said, no, you know. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I actually had a contractor tell me that was doing some plumbing because I'm afraid to burn down the house. So I'm not going to solder pipe. Sure. But, sure. Um, you know, he's putting it together and then he's running this. And at the end of the day, he tells me, 
by the way, I should be paying you for educating my young, my apprentice here. You know, <laughs> you know. So it's it's you know share your knowledge. You know, that's one of the that's a dying art. I, I hate it when you know people think that job security is just keeping to yourself what you don't know. You know, keeping your head down and your doing your job. Yeah. yeah, share share your share. knowledge. You know, the more you share, the better off you'll be. I agree. I I definitely agree com- completely. Uh, so if if someone's listening and it's like, you know what, I know someone that could benefit from St. Vincent de Paul, mm-hmm. whether it's through their help or whether it's through, hey, you know what, I have some teenagers and they need some service hours. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, it's summer right now as as we're recording this. You know, they're just in here. You know, maybe I can get them out there doing something and they can learn something. Mm-hmm. How, how St. Vincent de Paul are these in every parish or is it select parishes or most parishes if they have a large enough uh congregation Community. they uh, uh they have uh St. Vincent de Paul hotline in it mm-hmm. whether it's a it's an active practicing uh part of the ministries of each church but if it does have it if there's a number in the bulletin it is one of the mm. lo- numbers listed you know along with the office and and the diocese number, and then you've got the St. Vincent de Paul ministry number. And it's pretty prominent. It's a, it's a number that I point to every once in a while when I'm requesting. And we do it once a month when we get up there, and we literally were one of the announcements. Right. You know, it's gotten easier, but still, it's gotten easier for me to do the presentation. Sure. It sounds kind of redundant every once in a while, but it is the only thing that I can say to help others you know the, the the motto is help us help others right you know that's all we ask for you know give us a chance with you know if, if you could get one dollar out of every parishioner and, and 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 father has worked real well with us at our church where most of the time on that you know he doesn't take a second collection so that people have that extra dollar in their pocket mm, wow you know and uh, I think, but I think that parishioners have caught on to it because they hang on to their dollars a lot more. <laughs> you know, I, I wish they would just be more open and, you know, but we've had very good support. You know, um, you know, if your heart's in the right place and you know that your money is going to help others, you know, you, you're, you're willing to give, you know. You know, you got little kids running up to you with a dollar because the parent sends them. And right. some of them even take it out of their own pocket because they understood what I was saying. Right. You know, it's it's uh, it's a good thing to see sometimes, you know. Indeed. I'm I'm working on a side project. Um, it's, a, it's a series of lessons by Venerable Fulton Sheen. And it's it's almost like a lesson in philosophy. Mm-hmm. It may sound a little weird. It's like, well, you know, he... He was a bishop, you know, philosophy may sound a little odd, but it's he's teaching the Catholic faith. And he did this in front of the Blessed Sacrament with no notes, no nothing prepared, just a microphone, Blessed Sacrament, and a part of the Holy Spirit. And the first lesson is talking about <coughs> helping out your neighbor. Mm-hmm. So everything you're talking about here with your work with the same as Nepal is... It's reminding me so much of that first lesson because that's that's the that's the message of that first lesson. There's just helping out your neighbor. And if you look at the the Bible, there are so many references to helping someone out. Right. Help your neighbor. Help the person mm-hmm. that has fallen. You know, help the man that, that needs to cross the street or across the road. You know, there, there's there's got to there, there's there's a truth to to being there for someone that you do not get that satisfaction you don't get it from anywhere else right okay 
I mean, people look for to be satisfied in many ways. Many different ways. You know, adrenaline, drugs. Right. You know, whatever the case may be. But there is no better feeling of satisfaction than when you know you've helped someone that day. Right. You know, I, you, know you sleep better, you uh, you think easier, and, and things <laughs> just happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to let them happen, too. Yeah, definitely you do. Uh, it's... For, so for, for anyone listening, you know, if they find themselves in a situation where they do need help, you know, whether it is financial, keeping the lights on, you know, mm-hmm. keeping the water on, whatever the case is, if it's needing, you know, your yard mode, if it's whatever the case is, you know, reach out to your local St. Vincent de Paul uh, chapter um, and they'll, they'll be able to, you know, work with you mm-hmm. to kind of get you some kind of assistance. Yeah, correct. And, uh, of course, St. Vincent de Paul also operates a nonprofit uh, store in most major cities have them where people donate um, goods, uh, everything from uh, clothing to bedding to, you know, furnishings. And uh, they're, they're sold to you at a very discounted rate because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're given. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're Donated, yeah. And um, what, we, what, we do in the, what we've done in the past is we've gotten these cards from the, from the actual store because we'll gather stuff, we'll take it to them, and it kind of gives us some points as a church. So they give us these cards. So when you've got a, a young family, somebody that had to relocate, mm-hmm. uh, we've had a lot of that, where somebody had to relocate due to a harsh environment with their spouse, uh, a bad breakup, and they're starting from scratch. I mean, we walked into apartments that are have nothing in them, not even dishes. They're lucky to have the clothes that's hanging on a couple of racks. They're sleeping on, on, a, on, a, on a mattress that's been tossed on the floor or on a sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. And you've got small kids, you know, they don't have a crib. But they're not, you know, you can tell that they are in a desperate situation because of the situation they got out of. And, you know, we hand those out so they can go and literally get a bed, get a dining room set, get what we can. And that's another thing we do well, is we'll find, uh, we'll find a, a donation and fit it to somebody who needs it. So it never, it never, you know, I've had several things on, on the back of my truck that go straight from the person donating it to the person that needs it. Because, mm. And it is, it's, it is so miraculous the way things happen. When that's happened in the past, um, I get the phone call that they need a dinette or that they would like to have a bed for a child mm-hmm. or that they need a bed themselves or even a couple of chairs to sit on. Or some dishes to cook with and then serve their food with. And then the next phone call you get is, I'd like to be able to donate a sofa and some tables. And you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, that, that just happened. That, is, that just happened. <laughs> yeah. And it happens more often than not. Wow. It's impressive how God will, pretty neat. The, will line up the need with a source immediately. It is impressive how that happens. And if you don't believe in miracles, do this for a while right it, it'll it'll shock you how much how many miracles are out there that's pretty neat that's interesting when those moments happen when you mm-hmm. can be like what like i just got a i just got this phone call and i'm hanging up going okay how am i going to make this happen mm-hmm. and the next thing happens is it rings it's like hey it's the answer to your prayer right there that's exactly right you know wow how many times have you walked into work going i don't have an answer for my boss sure 
you know mm-hmm. and you walk into, into the bathroom you walk out you hit your head oh I have an answer mm-hmm. now you know there's something yeah. there's, there's, <laughs> something's making you do this you yep. know and something's helping you indeed and uh, it happens a lot it happens it, it, that is a that is a, the one you know you ask me what works for me you know what keeps my fire lit mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest one service is being able to be at the right place at the right time when somebody needs you right and that's uh that's in a way you are someone's answered prayer as well because you're the one that's delivering the blessing you know mm-hmm. by way of the donation or your your skill that you can do you know you're the answered prayer for that person as well no, I really appreciate it because I don't think of myself as one but I do like helping yes. it's just it's been in like they said, it's been in my DNA for a long time, ever since, I mean, I was a Cub Scout, for God's sake. <laughs> so you know that, you know, there was something calling me when, you know, when right. you're first grade, you're a six-year-old, and, and you're raising the flag on Veterans Day, you know? Yep. So. Excellent. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get to our partying questions here. So I ask all of my guests these questions, and I'm just, I'm always curious to see what the answers are. So here we go. Here we go. Uh, first one is Raul. If you could have a superpower, what would the superpower be and why? Superpower. God, everybody always thinks, you know, I would like to fly or see through <laughs> walls, or, you know, um, turn huge and green and be able to pick anything up. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes um, I would love to have the ability to influence people with fewer words. Sometimes I think I just talk too much, but I would love—I would just love to that mind control thing. I would love there to have if I if I could sit in front of a very negative person and just make him positive instantly. That would be my, the ultimate superpower: mind control. I guess would Excellent. be awesome. That would be a good one. That would be great. A, every a, once a month on Sunday, when you went up there, you know, it would it would be a record month for donations I, I, every month. I would love to <laughs> be able to hypnotize the whole congregation into breaking open the walls. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That'd be good. Uh, next question. This is gonna, this is gonna be a softball for you because we've kind of been talking about it all, all this time. But who is your favorite saint? Saint Vincent de Paul. Exactly. What? Why specifically St. Vincent de Paul, the person? The person because he took it upon himself to do things outside of the, what was not, it wasn't in the eyes of the hierarchy at the time, did not want that kind of, uh, I guess, mentality being spread. And uh, he just took it upon himself to not worry about what the influential people thought it was more about what the people needed so the it's an attitude that i probably have you know and i get in trouble at work all the time <laughs> for it because i'd rather you know help the person that is struggling with to do their job than appease management you know it's just my mindset is that way you know yeah I challenge my boss. You're not a corporate guy, basically. Oh, no. (laughs) Actually lost a corporate job because of that. But, yeah. (laughs) All righty. So, St. Vincent de Paul, pray for us. Where is the coolest Catholic place you've ever been to? The Axe Retreat. There you go. Back in the day, man. What was it? Now it's called the uh, Guadalupe... 
Um, they just changed the name of it. Oh, you're talking about the retreat center? The retreat center. Right, right. That is a... Yeah, Dr. Uh, Mena knew what he was doing he, when he you built You know what? He, you can tell that that was... That wasn't done by accident. It right. Was, it was, there was something, some driving yes. mindset, and, and, and uh, that man's impressive to me. I mean, I he is. think I've, highly of him. Uh, I've had him on my on my podcast before, mm-hmm. so he, he kind of shared kind of the motivation behind creating the, the retreat center and even kind of a moment he had with God while he was while he was building it literally Absolutely. and uh, it's you know it, that's is a powerful powerful story yeah and and it's just the way I feel when I'm there that's, yeah. that's the you know I've, I've driven just to drive around it <laughs> just to get that fire right back. you, you know, wanna, I, I just want to be around I've there. had a bad day coming back from eastern New Mexico just pulled right in there before I got home, drove myself up to the retreat center, got down, just looked around, took in the air, you know. Right. Uh, holy ground. It's holy, holy ground. ground. To me, it's it's, yes. it's 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 a place that things are made to happen there. Right. You know, and then I get back in my vehicle and I go home and I feel much better no matter what happened. Right. That's, you know, that's everybody pretty can good. tell you, you know, oh, we've been to Notre Dame, we've been to... You know the Vatican. No, just just where I know it opens up, and 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 I, I get a good feeling when I go to you know to to the parish, but there is just nothing like that center for me. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Lastly, uh, what message do you want to leave for our listeners? Help each other. It's that simple. If you see somebody in need, reach out. Everybody needs to. Everybody. Not everybody has to ask. You mm-hmm. just have to be able to pay attention. You know, you, you turn around and you see somebody that needs to cross the street, help them. You know, they need to ride somewhere and take them, you know. There's no such thing as out too far out of your way to help someone. You know, it, it can be convenient for you. If you make it convenient, then it's convenient, <laughs> you know. It was okay for me, you know, mm-hmm. in, in big cities like mm-hmm. from where you're at. They said, you know, it's convenient to pick up a person that needs a ride because you can ride in the carpool lane. There you, you go. Know? <laughs> we don't have that in El Paso, so we don't worry about this, you know. But we, we, you know, you, if, you, if you really, you know, want to help someone, make the time. Be intentional about it. Be intentional about it, yes. you know. Do, do it with a purpose. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Well, Raul? I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your day and and uh, sharing with us how you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith. I greatly Christian, appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I want to uh, give a thanks to my parents for allowing us to record this episode in their dining room table where I've recorded other episodes in the past. Uh, I didn't mention in the beginning of the episode, but we're actually recording this episode in El Paso, Texas. Uh, my family, we, we made an un, un, unplanned trip to El Paso this weekend and um, figured while well, I'm in town, try and get some get some recordings in, right? And, and so, we, you and I have been trying to do this for two years. We have. We, we really have. <laughs> it's like, no, I'll meet you in San Antonio on my way to Houston. With right. Well, that didn't work out. Right. And then the last time you were here, I went out of town. So right. So I was like, you know, yep. one of these days we're going to physically happen. be in the same place, <laughs> you know? Right. And, uh, it was a blessing running into you yesterday, brother. By Indeed. The way. It, was, it was awesome. You know, and we've had a chance to share this kind of feel when we were doing our retreat. Right. When you were living your retreat and I was serving. Right. And, uh, 
you know, I really enjoyed listening to you and I really enjoyed talking to you. So uh, thank you again for having me on and uh, thanks for being patient and waiting for me too. You know? uh, hey, yeah, you I, know? I'm, I'm not a lot of things, but patient I am. So that's a good thing. No worries. You know? No, no worries at all. I also want to give a shout out to my brother, Papa Joe, Papa Joe Nunez. Uh, again, this was a unscheduled trip, unplanned trip. So I did not bring any of my podcasting gear with me. I normally travel with that, but uh, I didn't bring any with me this time. So um, my brother has some recording equipment and I gave him a call and he's like, sure, not a problem. So I'm, we are recording this on his equipment and it's on loan from my brother. So this episode was made possible definitely by my brother. So I want to thank him very much for his generosity and for letting me borrow his equipment. Um, I want to go ahead and thank our executive producers for this particular episode. That would be Dr. Jeff Vista, Mr. Christopher Lehman, and also the Men's Axe team. Thank you, gentlemen, once again for your contribution and for your continued support of the John 330 podcast. It is much, much appreciated. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to go ahead and end this episode the way the Nunez family ends our time in Mass uh, every time we attend, and that is by saying the intercessory prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. So here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Raul, once again, thanks. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Jason. All righty. Everyone, thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day, and God bless you all. From the day I left in the womb To the joy of the empty tomb I know he lived and died for Heaven high above, a voice came down with the dove. This is my son, and I am pleased. He must increase, so I must decrease. And now my heart is open wide. I must decrease, so he can increase he is the center of my life he must increase he must increase he must increase Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.